Hello and welcome to episode five of What Happens After. Hello. 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 <laughs> My name's Bryce. And I'm Melissa. And obviously Liz didn't like <laughs> the greeting that I did for this podcast episode. <laughs> no. You go, hello. I do that if I was creeping in my car, watching someone walk by and go, hello. Someone walking down the side of the street and pulling up. <laughs> hello. We've done that before. You have. Remember the other week? Oh, yeah, you did too. <laughs> well, uh, anyway. welcome to our relationship. It's full of creepiness. <laughs> if you didn't see it on that TV show we were part of, that's obviously where we did meet. If you have listened to the first couple episodes, that would be at one to four. Thank you. Thank you. And obviously our last episode featured our mate, Jason Engler, from the TV show that we were part of. And he apologized for the homophobic video that he had released on social media with Georgia and Johnny as well. So it was good to finally hear his side of things or his version of events. It was quite well received. Uh, obviously, there were still quite a few negative people out there that uh, don't believe that a person should be forgiven. But, um, you know, move on with your life. I think that's pretty much the key ingredient what you've just said. Maybe it's time we all move on from it, including us, because it mm-hmm. happened months ago and i know there is a small part of the online community that are holding on to it it's their own prerogative to do so but we're going to move on because in this week's episode of what happens after you might have seen on our instagram pages uh lissa has been trying to introduce something into our household into our home what's that fairy bread friday oh it's been introduced in my household for a long time i've just introduced you into my household and now it's become a part of our routine exactly so it's been introduced into our relationship as well so we're going to talk a bit about that plus uh, we're in lockdown we're recording this from the victorian lockdown version four this is my second version of the lockdown this will be my fourth but Mm. i did manage to escape the third lockdown partial third lockdown because of uh the filming of that show, which, hey, I wish I either either lockdown or meeting you. I would have taken lockdown. <laughs> We've got a lot of messages come through. We did put something on our Instagram stories and, of course, the email address, whathappensafterpod at gmail.com. Uh, emails are flooded in, especially yeah. for you, Melissa. You. For you. Hello, it's for <laughs> you, this one. So stay tuned for that. This is What Happens After, the podcast. I've been through heartaches. I've been to heaven, I've done my best and my worst, learned my lessons. So at the moment, we are in lockdown here in Victoria. Yes. And uh, look, it's they're not easy. At the same time too, hopefully it's only the week that they've mentioned. I wonder how all the other couples are getting through lockdown. How's everybody's relationships going? Yeah, that's a big thing for us that we sort of said when lockdown was announced that how are we going to go? Because it can be a tough thing to go through a lockdown with someone. Yeah, especially when you're you know, spending 24 hours a day with that person. It's not it's not been bad for us at all. We've been so lucky and, and we're very thankful that we get along so well. And that yeah. We don't fight. We really just take the piss out of each other, to be honest. People think that we argue and whatnot. No. Because of what they've seen on the show, but we actually don't. So no. at the same time too, I guess we've tried to sort of keep things fun around the house. Obviously, there's been a lot of Netflix and a lot of TV and sport. But one thing that we did have a bit of fun with last Friday, because if you're listening to this now, 
we're probably halfway through lockdown, but we did a thing called Fairy Bread Friday, which you may have seen on Instagram. Yeah, I've always loved fairy bread. It's something that uh, has been a, become a little bit of a tradition in my house every every Friday, getting a fresh loaf of bread, and I think it's quite Australian. How did it come about? Because obviously fairy bread is what you expect at a sixth or seventh birthday party. <laughs> You're 32. I know, but I just love fairy bread. I don't know how it started. I think it was when I moved out of home and, you know, you're cooking for yourself all the time and you can eat whatever you want. And, and I was I was sometimes a little bit too lazy to cook. And instead of getting takeout, takeaway, whatever, I just love fresh bread. And, and it must have been, I must have gone to a baby shower or something. And yeah, that's it's just something that's always it's just every Friday, Fairy Bread Fridays. It'll be good one day when we have kids because, you know, I'll be able to make the best Fairy Bread ever. It's not the most nutritious meal, though, going around. Yeah. A lot of sugar in it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why you only have it once a week. It's a treat. It's not a everyday meal. Fairy Bread Friday. It's not Fairy Bread every day. I guess a big thing with lockdown, too, that is definitely worth bringing up is that some people that can struggle through it. Mental health is definitely a big thing in times like this, especially in lockdown here in Melbourne, like we're going through again at the moment. Well, this is the fourth lockdown that Melbourne's gone through. This is really my third because I did leave lockdown during the third lockdown. I, I did leave to go and film that show. I think staying in lockdown would have been better than filming that show, but I think we've been u- utilising our time, trying to use it wisely. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of television and Netflix and, you know, your one to two hour walk a day. But I think the first thing for me was when I realized we're going back into lockdown, all the, the small businesses that would be impacted, you know, mental health, obviously, for everybody that's having to stay home is one thing. But everyone that owns their own business and has had to be shut down, you know, there were, it was like 160 days last year yeah. that small businesses were shut down. So I've been making sure that using my platform to spread a little bit of love and, and share some of our small businesses around around the state of Victoria and also promoting a mental health brand, which is called It's Okay Not To Be Okay. And it's started by a family here on the Mornington Peninsula who uh, lost one of their young family members. He took his own life. So been utilizing our platforms to to do some good and promote some positivity and highlight some good times we're sort of trying to have a bit of fun around the house during lockdown because instead of just sitting here all day eating or drinking and just watching tv that's why we did the thing like fair bread fire just to sort of occupy an afternoon and you might have seen a video that i actually shared from our time throughout doing the tv show where i did a surprise for you for fairy bread friday it obviously never got shown because it was a kind gesture, I thought. Mm-hmm. But we obviously shared that and you can go and see it for yourself on my Instagram page as well. But yeah, just doing things to sort of keep yourself occupied is probably the good thing to do during something like this because it is still unique. I know a lot of Victorians and Australians as a whole country have been through various lockdowns and they're never easy. No, it's hard when you're being told to stay at home and you feel a little bit like you've lost a little bit of your liberties, being able just to go down the shops and have breakfast or go to Kmart or do any of those normal things that we would do and now we're being told that we can't do it. It's, it is a bit of a mind game having to sit at home and you're just passing the time until you're allowed to be free again. Now, we've got our email address 
what happens after pod at gmail.com. And we did say at the start of the podcast that the questions have been coming through thick and fast this week, and we've got a fair bit to get through. So I thought there's actually a good few talking points here. They're very different, and they all do sort of relate back to our relationship. Now, one that has come through from Sandra, who lives here in Melbourne. How are we going now since the TV show is totally gone and it's almost a distant memory? Being off the television show has been the best thing for both of us. It's been the best thing for our relationship because we can actually be a normal couple and not feel like we're puppets on a string. The most difficult part about it has been obviously still the the online bullying and online hate that we still receive, not as much as we used to, which is a good thing. Obviously, we're fading into the distance, but you still get the occasional message every day, every couple of days, and that is still really hard to stomach. But other than that, it's just been great not having to worry about anybody else but ourselves and about our relationship. It's kind of like you don't even think about it now. It's just second nature to us. We've been together over eight months now. Mm -hmm. And in the scheme of things, it doesn't sound like a long time to the average person. But given what we went through on that TV show, that's supposed to equal a three-year relationship. So when you kind of look at it in the scheme of things, it's almost been a three and a half year relationship. Yeah, because we've spent so much time together and we... Our relationship was basically fast-tracked to getting to know each other in three years. We got to know each other in six months. Another question that came through, and it kind of ties into what Sandra asked, what were the vibes like on and off camera with us? With us? Yeah. We were perfectly fine off camera. There yeah. was absolutely no issues with us. We were very open and honest with each other. We we often talked about exes and you know past relationships. We and There was no jealousy or... We had no frustrations toward each other. It was it was really, really easy. It's a good segue into this next question from Toby in Sydney. Talking about relationship deal breakers. We haven't sort of discussed that really at length because we haven't sort of needed to in the beginning. But a follow-up question from Toby was, what have you learned from previous relationships? Well, I can't really answer too much to that because I was 19 when I had my only relationship and it only lasted six, seven, eight months. So I think this is more your area of expertise. There's been no secret that I did come out of a long-term relationship before going onto the show and it had previous partners, which to me I think is quite normal. Pretty normal to have partners in 32 years. Apparently you have a lot of partners. Apparently. Gosh, you dated half of Australia. I know. Still don't know how that happened or how I had the time. But uh, (laughs) I obviously learned a hell of a lot out of my last relationship, good and bad, I learned a lot about myself. The main thing I took from it was if you're not happy within yourself, you can't be happy in a relationship or try and make someone else happy. I think you do have to be selfish at times and put yourself first and people will take that in the wrong context. But I mean it in a way that if you're not happy amongst yourself, how can you put anything into that relationship Mm. or what's worth putting into that relationship? Mm. So... I guess I obviously had sort of had a rough period, which hasn't been too documented because I don't sort of like speaking about it all that often, but people have some mental health struggles. I had that. Sometimes two wrongs don't make a right when it comes to things like that. Now, it's been publicized about things involving other females and whatnot. It's simply not true. I haven't gone into detail about it. I've been asked so often about that previous relationship and why and an engagement. And it simply was because I wasn't happy. Like I wasn't happy 
in who I'd turned into in that relationship. And I'm not saying I was a bad person, I just, I wasn't myself. And I felt like I'd had my personality sucked out of me due to certain factors. And I thought, you know what, something had to change. And I know there's been a lot of speculation around me uh, ending a relationship to go on to something like a TV show that we did, but that's just categorically not true. It did happen in quick succession. I've made no secret about that, which is, I suppose, ending the engagement to the approach to go on to the show. But yeah, at the same time too, timing is out of my control, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, that's basically the gist around that whole situation. And look, I think we sort of both learned a bit about each other's past during the filming of the show. Mm. Uh, There's a situation very early on, which I am very thankful it didn't get shown. Not because it would have made me look like a bad person, but it was when the ex-fiance reached out during the start of filming and didn't have uh, two kind of words to say. Oh, that was a text message, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it was only a couple of days in. I think it was literally maybe a day or two after the wedding. Yeah. Well, you'd already told me about that text message, but you hadn't told the producer about that message. No, and it was kind of awkward having to reenact it. We basically had to act it out on camera mm. because I thought I'd do the decent thing and tell you about a message I'd received because it was kind of having a go at me, having a go at you. And as far as anyone else was aware, even my own family and friends that hadn't been at our wedding, they didn't even know you existed. Yeah. A lot of people didn't know the date of what was happening because we weren't allowed to say anything. And yeah, I think took a stab in the dark and got very close. But yeah, at the same time too, it was just... Yeah, that whole thing was was really difficult though because it was only what three or so days into our relationship we just got married and we were still trying to find our way through this whole television show and then having to have these conversations so early on about your partner which kind of led into why so many questions were asked on the honeymoon about your previous relationships because that's where that stemmed from was that early text message that came through was when I already had to start dealing with the fallout of your previous relationships and I think a lot of people were wondering why you know we were sitting in a in a cow paddock and out of the blue I'd asked you about you know your past relationships and cheating and and all of this and it just seemed like it was all fed to us by the show or by producers, but it really was because we had to start dealing with all of that so early on. To be fair, I don't think it was warranted. And I've, at the time, I made it very well known to you and our show producer that was with us for the couple that I didn't agree with it being put on camera because I said I didn't sign up to do the show to bring other people down or to bring others into it that weren't part of the show itself, yeah, apart from your eyes. she didn't deserve that. But no. It was also, it was our first sign, our first indication that it wasn't as real as you would think because we'd already had the discussion and you were and I, you and I were fine with it, but then we had to reenact that situation and I had to go back to, you know, the, the how I was feeling and I had to be very expressive and and it almost feels like acting. But well, it was acting because we'd already discussed it and yeah, had moved on from it. I know. And it wasn't even a big issue. Mm. And you want to know the best thing about it all? Mm. It was never shown. <laughs> so there you go. Another little trick. Uh, another question that came through, and it kind of, I guess, has been targeted towards both of us. A lot of questions around 
some interviews that I did during publicity. Now, I've had this a fair bit on Instagram through people asking me about comments that Rebecca made. So I've said very publicly that there were some comments made from Rebecca towards yourself. Mm-hmm. I've never thought it was my place to actually say it. I've said that it involved a lot of slut shaming, mm-hmm. derogatory comments that for a female that now claims to be supporting other females, obviously you rewind back six months ago, it wasn't the case by those comments. Now, I think to stop getting these questions on a regular basis, should we touch on it? Yeah, I guess. It's not something that I like to keep reliving because it happened six months ago. I really don't care about it now. But while it was happening on the show, it was just a passing comment that Beck would make. And, you know, I'd take offense to it. And there was a time where we had a discussion about how it had upset me. And it just seemed like a a regular occurrence that this comment was being made about, uh, you know, you you could call it slut-shaming to some, but um, yeah, it did affect me and it actually was a major talking point of what happened in our relationship and why there was so much hostility between you and Rebecca because yeah. you were standing up for me. It hit a head at the retreat because it's when I called out and actually did show it saying that Rebecca was affecting your mental health. Now, she thought it was a piss take. She thought it was a big joke and mm. it was all a big game. Yeah, which wouldn't have made sense to anyone. And I and I think I said this on the retreat, but it didn't get shown how those types of comments affect me. Certain people don't get upset over certain comments, but you know, there's other comments that are said that do affect somebody. And it's not because they're overly sensitive or you know, just can't take a joke. You you sometimes don't know what's happened in people's personal lives and in their past where a comment about someone's sexual adventures can really impact a person. So as was said on the show, they were jokes and that's fine. We've dealt with it. We've moved on from it. But it still doesn't explain the hurt and the embarrassment that I felt while I was in filming. And then to have people like... Beck and anybody else that's gone out into the media or has gone onto any type of public forum or radio station or podcast or whatever they're doing and feel that they can talk about myself and my feelings and my relationship and claim to know better than I do, you know, just need to learn to shut their mouths because they actually have no idea. People that have said how they've seen me and how I feel talking on my behalf has been so frustrating to keep silent and not to bite back it's um not been enjoyable and i guess the biggest thing that we'd heard secondhand but i've had to confirm that it was said was that she went on another podcast and made a comment that i was keeping you from hanging out with her which is an absolute dead set lie and anyone that continues to talk about myself and my relationship like they have first-hand experience because they were my friend absolutely not out of curiosity i think a lot of people would want to know this out of all these girls on the show that were saying that they were looking out for you they were being your friend and whatnot they had your best interests at heart how many of them have you heard from since the show (laughs) finished filming or stopped airing on tv (laughs) uh the only person i've heard from is kerry she's the only person that has stuck by my side during the show and after the show. She was the only person that reached out to me. I did speak to Belinda every now and again, just just casually, but nothing specifically about the show. But 
Kerry was the only person that actually had my back. So not heard a single word from anyone else. And that just goes to show what that television show actually means to people because, you know, if you're going to pretend to be my friend, (laughs) you know... Before we wrap up episode five of What Happens After, just want to touch on a final message that we got through Instagram. It came through my account list, and I actually told you about this when it came through because occasionally we go through the request, and we did see this one, and we thought, oh, it's actually probably a good thing to talk about. It's from a girl by the name of Morgan. Now, Morgan said in a message that she's so proud of us on how we push through all the negativity and people that have been in a similar situation as well can take some inspiration from us. Now, Hmm. I read and thought, okay, that's a bit interesting. Hmm. But then I actually continued to read the rest of it. Uh, She's been in a situation herself where people didn't like her partner and she pushed through it because she knew it was right at the end of the day. She just wants to say a big thank you for showing it on a national TV scale. Oh, that's lovely. It's always going to be very challenging getting into a new relationship and, you know, it's always something that could potentially happen is that you have family or friends or many people that don't like your partner. Unfortunately, we had to go through all of that on a national scale. But I guess for us, it was more the fact that no one actually knew our relationship but ourselves. And it's one of those situations that it does actually happen more often than you think. I've been in a relationship in the past where family and friends didn't really, not like the person, but didn't agree with a lot of the things that they were doing Mm -hmm. in a relationship. Not from a cheating standpoint, but just from a perspective on the relationship as a whole. So when Morgan reached out, it kind of hit home to me a little bit because it got me thinking about that in the past. And yeah, it is one of those things that does happen. And look, if our situation can help people or spark a conversation, things in our relationship on that show have sparked a conversation. And we're not saying that someone should stay with a partner that that is in any type of domestic violence situation. We're we're not saying that at all. But, you know, we, we don't have enough knowledge or understanding about it because that's not what our relationship's about. But anyone that is in that type of situation where if they can get out safely, then that's absolutely encouraged. But if they can't, then there's obviously resources and, and channels available to seek assistance in dealing with that situation. But we're talking specifically about family or friends or in this case, the general public that didn't like a partner in, in this situation. Yeah. So our situation is very different and uh, that's what people need to remember. And, and, and it wasn't the fact that my family or my friends didn't like you. That was never the case. Because that was actually a question that came through that we didn't really get time to touch on saying, does your family actually like me? Yeah, my family absolutely does. There's there's no question about it. We've obviously invited um, my family onto the podcast, but after what happened on that show, uh, they've been left quite traumatized by their experience. We did say that they wouldn't get edited in a bad light no. on purpose. No, of course not. <laughs> but still, even even something that is going to go public is uh, a little bit off limits to them. But getting back to us, they absolutely love you. It was just watching what they were seeing on national television and then comparing that to the person they've actually met and gotten to know there was obviously some times where they went hmm i'm not really sure what's going on here because yeah. we know the real bryce and mm. and uh, we've seen how you two are together so i applaud morgan for reaching out to us and and for sharing her story yeah thanks very much for that and if you do want to reach out like morgan did as well of course anytime you can do so through our instagram accounts or of course 
The email address is whathappensafterpod at gmail.com. But obviously we're in lockdown still. That'll continue for a few more days, fingers crossed. Everyone, I hope everyone stays safe and gets some things done, whether it be baking or cleaning or just get using this time to relax. Something else that's coming out this week is another podcast that I'm jumping on with a good friend of ours, Dean Wells. Oh, yeah. Now, Dean Wells actually was part of the same show franchise we were part of back in Series 5, and him and I have recorded a podcast, and it's quite detailed. It doesn't actually speak much about what we have in here. It's very direct in terms of topics. Oh, yeah? That's... <laughs> you, Anything you go, I oh, need yeah. to be worried about? Nothing about you. It's just, I guess, setting the record straight in a lot of things in oh, situations. Oh, boy. It's going to be a podcast not to be missed. <laughs> Dangerous Ideas with Dino. That'll be coming out sometime later this week. But thank you again for listening to What Happens After. My name is Bryce. And I'm Melissa. And we'll see you again next week. Hey, it's Liz. If you ever wanted to ask me a question about myself, Bryce, us as a couple, or you'd like me to discuss a topic of your choice, you can email us at whathappensafterpod at gmail.com and hopefully I can answer it next time on our podcast.